Hi, Rebecca, for the blacks. I'm just waiting for. Um, hi, hi. Not bad. So I'm just waiting. For, yep. Hi, Rebecca, for the blacks. I'm just waiting for Francine to show up, and then we'll get the show going. So I'm I'm outside today. I oh, perfect. Need, I need to get my vitamin D. Yes. Um, so <laughs> and, uh, and we need a little bit longer of sun exposure I'm to get sure our vitamin all D. Of you, but it's also just a little loud. But I think you all can hear me just fine. Yes, yes. You're, You're loud and clear. Lindy, Lindy, thank you so much. So welcome everyone. I see Naima's here, Vinny, Lori, Antoinette, Lindy, yes. So yeah, I guess I'll start my pinging situations. Uh, Dr. Francine is also here. Love you all black. And uh, we'll get started when we get started. I am here, room. Hi, room. It depends. <laughs> I can't believe how... Uh, Fast the world is moving. It to be in where it's going. Every yeah, week know. I plan the next week's session according to what I think is the most important topic that we can be discussing. And, of course, this morning there was an explosion at the Kabul airport. So I wonder whether the most important topic we should be discussing would be diversity this week. But I want to, if I can get Thomas in, I want to talk about lenses. Oh, here's Vinny. Vinny can tell us about, hi, Vinny. Um, you have information on the ground, if I were from on the ground from Kabul, if I remember correctly. So while the room is filling up for our diversity yeah. conversation. And also to um, let you know that we've got both stages connected, uh, Clubhouse and Colin on the other side as well. So we've got guests on the other side as well. Great. Great. Hi, welcome. Hi, Colin people. Um, <laughs> I'm on this side, but Vinny, while I ping Thomas into the room, will you tell us what you know about what's going on on the ground in Afghanistan? on the theory that as a club, the Karma Club can walk and chew gum at the same time. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Francine, and hello, everyone. Uh, so my knowledge is not more than what you heard. In the morning, what I was trying to explain is I have lived terrorism, and I see the same pattern happening. Um, right now, what we know of is uh, there has been there have been casualties, and um, this is this is what happens in most cases when uh, a place is hit by terrorism or there is uh, war happening. So uh, I see the same pat pattern, Doctor Francine. Uh, what? 
uh, they are doing. Um, there are many sister organizations of Taliban, and uh, in most of the cases, one will put the blame on other. They feel this as a pride they, that they have done it, and uh, the intention is to create chaos, a confusion, and that's what they are doing right now. But the condition in Afghanistan is horrific. I can't even begin to tell you how uh, the condition is, how people are scared, because I do have uh, some people who have relative relatives in Afghanistan. And I'm actually uh, watching the news and getting the information from them. Um, it's, it's scary. The war has just begun. That's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. That's very depressing. Um, and I don't know what we can do about it. We are trying to get our people out as fast as possible. We still have Americans there. We have other foreign nationals there. And when you think of terrorism as not a terrorist, but a group of terrorists of, of a mixture of different kinds of terrorists who have different beliefs and are fighting each other. I'm not sure how to address that, but the Karma Club is made to address things like that because we really are um, made to speak about diversity. And this time today, we were talking about different lenses through which we can see the issue of diversity. And at the risk of making this discussion dangerous in and of itself, I would like to ask if anyone has ever tried looking at it from the terrorist point of view. And that's an, that is a question to which I don't have an answer. I'm not sure. Siri doesn't have one either. She just told me she didn't have an answer. <laughs> Is there a way that we can look at this as, as a karmic issue in which we put out something that we, uh, we are getting back what we put out? Um, is, is it something that the terrorists put out? Um, Shireen, what do you think? Dr. Fram? Well, I, you know, Dr. Francine, I loved what you said about looking at it from the terrorist perspective. I'm horrified by Al-Qaeda, and yet, um, you know, on a, a very inane level, if you've ever watched the television show The Walking Dead, you know, we root for the heroes of the show, but the heroes of the show um, have killed and maimed and attacked and done all kinds of horrible things to other people in the post-apocalyptic world. It's just that we're looking at it from their perspective, so we favor them and we root for them. So, I, you know, I... I I'm sure that, an, you know, an Al-Qaeda leader may go home and have a, a perfectly lovely life. They're horrifying to me. Um, and, you know, I heard that four Marines were killed. I don't know if that's true or just fog of war, but I'm done. Thank you. 
Well, it's funny because I just wrote a blog post about the six blind men and the elephant. Do you do you guys all know that that it's an, yes. an old Indian parable? Who said yes and wants to describe it? No, I just spoke. Let someone else speak. I don't like to speak a lot. Okay. All right. I'll speak. <laughs> it, it basically goes something like this. Heyman, it is Indian, um, of Indian origin. Six blind men um, sat around in their village talking about what an elephant might look like. And I mean, the more I think about this parable, the more I think it's appropriate to all of us and to what we're discussing for, you know, from the standpoint of any lens that we are talking about, about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, one day somebody came to the six blind men and said to them, if you would like to see an elephant, I can take you to see an elephant. And so he took the six blind men to uh, the court where the king had an elephant in the front yard or something like that. I I know I'm mangling this, but I'll get to the point and I won't mangle the point. Um, the, the, The first man felt the elephant and said, wow, this must be a tree. He felt the elephant's leg and he was like, oh, this must be a tree. It has such a very strong leg. And then the second man felt the elephant and said, he felt the trunk. And he is like, oh, wow, this must be a snake. It's very limber and bendy. And the third blind man man felt the elephant's tusk and said, oh, this is dangerous. The elephant must be um, a, a sword. And so they went until they'd gone through you know, all six ways of feeling the elephant and every single one had a different perspective on, on what an elephant really was. And it reminded me, as it reminds everybody, that we all look at things from different perspectives and that none of our perspectives is accurate and that we're seeing things through our own lens. And and my my comment is, shouldn't we try to look at things through some different lenses every once in a while? We are finally beginning to change lenses from from looking at the world through the, you know, white lens and realizing that there are people who are different colors. There are different races. There are different religions. Um, how can we go further? Because I do think that if we could somehow combine our perspectives, we could change the world. I always think we can. And I'm going to think that till the day I die. If we expand our perspectives, we can make significant changes. We have been trained to see everyone in Afghanistan as a terrorist and the Taliban are now the terrorists that are helping us get Americans out. So we have to shift that lens a little bit. 
You know, they're not like the major terror terrorists now. They are the allies. And the major terrorists are these people we now call ISIS-K, which are, uh, I, you know, another terrorist type of terrorist group that's from Turkmenistan and Tajikistan and Iraq and a bunch of other places. So should we be looking at these from the good versus evil perspective, or should we be looking at them from the, can we try to understand and walk, as, as we say, a mile in the other person's moccasins. Shireen? So for me, in this conversation, um, I always struggle with, like, perspective, right? Because perspective isn't necessarily... Let me say this. Um, in my opinion, perspective is individual, right? What, what typically happens is most people aren't really operating in the individual sphere. They're asking for it. They're demanding it. But on average, people are operating in a general, generalized framework. And this is, this, I use this a lot, uh, particularly here in America as a Black person, because there's always this sense of like, don't generalize, right? The problem is everybody generalizes and we don't, own up to doing that and then we then when something bad happens or when someone in our group collective does something wrong we want to separate ourselves from that and to me that's where we fall with this conversation because if you're going to generalize then that term terrorism is used but it's used for mostly people who come from brown and muslim background we don't use that terrorist framework about white people in america who terrorizes black and brown people Right? Oh, that's right. January 6th. I mean, let's just be, guys? let's be honest about it. Right. It, 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 it has a connotation because, because there is a systemic framing of it that allows that it's, it's problematic to me across the board in so many different ways. But if you get a white man who shoots up a school and kill, you know, several different people, um, that person is mentally ill. Um, has other challenges. It's very individualistic. They will not be called a terrorist. And so I just find it problematic across the board in the ways in which that operates. As a matter of fact, just recently when I did a News 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 article, I think it was News News News, I might be wrong, about the way in which, oh no, we did a room about this. We did a room on Reuters putting out uh, a piece that basically said that there was no sedition charges no seditious charging, uh, no seditious uh, conspiracy and no racketeering were part of the charges for January 6th. But in that same article, they called, they called themselves of protesters. Now, we all know cells is not attributed to protesters. But in that moment, they decided to change the word from terrorists to protesters. That, to me, is part of this generalization messaging. In that instance, even though there were quote-unquote cells that they could identify, they still refused to say terrorist cells. That's what's no, going on here. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's why I keep trying to get at this from, as, as I learned from Thomas about two weeks ago, different lenses. Thomas is on the phone. He's in the room, but on the phone. But I think it's really important because we're now getting a ton of press from the media and everything the media is saying is terrorists, terrorists, terrorists. And I kind of wish I knew one uh, one Muslim person who belonged to or subscribed to the principles of Al-Qaeda or, um, or even ISIS, just to find out what it is they really believe and really think they're trying to do, rather than what we think they really believe and we think they are trying to do. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not excusing the fact that, that people got killed, but usually when people resort to violence, it's not their first line. It's where they get to after they feel like they haven't been heard for, let's just call it centuries. So, um, yep. If I can, sure. Oh, finish. Oh, no, no, finish. Uh, Dr. Francine, just let you, let you finish, and then I'm just no. But could I tell you, Heyman, not to let anyone else on stage? Oh, I'm not for a while. Sorry. Okay, and and let's let's get everybody talking. Okay, Rebecca for the blacks. Okay, thank well, you so much, uh, Rebecca for the blacks for the blacks. Okay. And for truth and reconciliation on a human level. Uh, so really quickly, just to reset the room. Um, so this is expanding your view of diversity. Uh, so we're thinking about, you know, uh, creating, co-creating. Uh, when I do diversity training, I always talk about everything is a co-creation. So what can we do to co-create a safe space? What, we, what can we do to be proactive, right? To be very clear about what we are for, right? And what we're, we're, we're not for. That's why I do, I'm for the Blacks and I'll say kisses no COVID or kisses no interrupting people, right? So in the spirit of being fully inclusive, including people of varying different abilities and also cooking or doing laundry or on the treadmill that they can't see their phone or really follow the conversation, start with your name and say that you're speaking. And then when you're done, say, I'm done speaking. Because even for, because for me, like I won't, I'm very good at not interrupting people. That's why I was like, no, no, no. I, I'm very, like, it's not, that's not a skill of mine. So I think it, it helps people, including people like me, who don't want to interrupt people, to let you land your plane, whoever whoever's speaking, and say they're done. And then also, it, like, people can connect with you. Like, oh, that's, that, so it, it's it's Francine that said this. It's, it's Denise that said that. So just wanted to make that clear that we can norm that. Um, so yeah, really excited to get started because we have, quite a few. We have Shireen, we have Denise, we have Jake for the Blacks, we have Nabil, we have Naima for the Blacks. So really, I pinged a whole bunch of people in, as I always do. We have John and Lauren for the Blacks. We have uh, Kaisha, we have so Tony, uh, Renato. So we have so many uh, people in here. So really, um, yeah, let's, 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 keep it, let's keep it going. I love the energy. Um, but just to norm that when you're done speaking so that everybody can follow along. And people who are reading transcriptions can also follow along. So we're Black for the Blacks for inclusive communication, lovingly done speaking. Uh, Denise, welcome to the room. We're Hi. We are trying, I'm honored that you're here. And um, 
I'm curious what you think of the question that I posed, which is that if we're really looking through a diverse lens, um, should we be looking at terrorists from another perspective and calling them something else if we are not going to call the white January 6th insurrection people terrorists, why should we call the people at the Kabul airport terrorists? Well, this is Denise speaking. Um, thanks so much. That's such a powerful question. And I think it's so rooted. It, it's a fair question because it's so deeply rooted in our truth, right? And our truth is that we do not tell the truth. History is written by the winners. And we have a deep history, especially in this country, in the Western world, of kind of reframing narratives so that we are the hero. And it takes, we, we have to be honest about that, right? Like I, I always talk about the fact that when we were kids, and I'm sure Francine, you were taught this as well, that, um, you know, George Washington's teeth were made of wood which is the weirdest yes. lie in the world to tell people because actually he pulled teeth from slaves to make his dentures. So what a, what, that's a Whoa. wildly different reality than what we were told, but why did they do that? Why did we tell a whole generation of school children something so patently un untrue? Well, we want to whitewash history. We want it to be sanitized. We want it to be cleansed. Um, so we see it historically, and now we're seeing it in real time today as people say, well, you know, it was just like any other day at the Capitol, right? That's the effort. The effort is to create a picture of us that always centers us as the as the good guy. Um, and so I love your your thesis because we do need to ask questions. How did we get here? You know, we like to start the story. I always challenge people on their punctuation. Where did you start this story? Where are the commas? Where are the periods? Where are the question marks? Then we have a history of starting the story at the most unusual places instead of going back to see what part did we play in creating the current reality? What is the grievance? There's no greater power than the power to name a thing. Right. That's when people say, you know, um, uh, all of these things are images, are, are symbols. There's nothing wrong with a hoodie on Mark Zuckerberg. But all of a sudden, a hoodie is criminal when black kids wear them to school. Right. And, and if black kids start wearing um, Tommy Hilfiger jeans, we'll criminalize that, too. Right. So it's not about the symbol itself, but it's about the ability to control that story and control that narrative. And we, quite frankly, as especially in, in the United States, are not intellectually curious. We don't ask beyond the label that we're given in whether that be in the media or in our educational institutions. We don't ask beyond the obvious. And so, you know, somebody says, well, this is a bad neighborhood. These are thugs. Oh, they must be though they must be thugs because they were called thugs. Well, wait a minute. Are those guys thugs? Oh, no, 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 no. They're troubled. They're a lone wolf. They're all of these like ability. We have this amazing ability to eliminate, to wash away bad behavior, to call it no big deal. Watch out for what you let 
be called no big deal because it just means it's no big deal to you. So as we kind of investigate and start digging deep into how we got into some of these situations and really start entertaining like true inclusion, not like, you know, the, the McDonald's ad with the hip hop music. I mean, real inclusion as we start thinking about how do we all live and work and walk together, we have to first start with what is the truth and start developing a real appetite for that truth, even if it's unsavory. This is Denise and I'm done speaking. Denise, before I go to Nabil, who I'm going to go to next, I just want to say that I'm trying to Imagine a scenario in which we think of the people, the the um, the, the gentleman at the Kabul airport who became a suicide bomber uh, this morning and blew up a bunch of people as a mental health problem. Because I I so believe you that if he were white. I'm sorry, we're black and for the blacks. White? If he was Almost. white? You can hold on. We're black and for the blacks. Uh, try one more time. A little bit more aspiration. White? Because it, it blows around the world. Like the British Empire, the sun never sets. So it's global. White. Yeah. White. If yeah. He were, Much better. If, if he were that, he, would he not be a person who was a victim of the lack of mental health help in in our uh, society. Uh, Nabil, anything you want to say, Beth? Um, yes, this is... Um, okay, so I, I guess we're talking about Afghanistan and also geopolitics at this point. Um, this is a, a subject very close to my heart, um, given that I represent asylum seekers and refugees. Um, through legal writing, or rather, better put, ghost writing for another lawyer. Um, not that I am one, sorry, for a lawyer, rather. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, okay, first of all, like with the Kabul airport explosion, like I would just kind of caution us all to um, engage some critical thinking and be careful about how we engage with the news, because it's only quite recent and um you know K- kabul's airport um bomb was one of three technically one of which was also placed um um at the baron hotel which is a uh, previously over the last 18 years of the uh, american led invasion of, of afghanistan it's been uh, a drinking hole or water hole rather for um expats um who are there um i would just say like i i hope that like in our in our hearts and our minds we can we can all globally just remember the kind of um complexities that are that are at play here um this has been i mean there there's a very long history here of interventionalism from Russia, from America, and I'm not even talking about what started 18 years ago. Um, I I just hope that um, for for anyone that's interested, we can kind of like that they would kind of explore the the real country brief 
um, from from different sources um, that kind of build up to the interventionalism here. You know what? Actually, I think I might I might be too hot here, and I'm just gonna end it there. Thank you very much. I'm done speaking. No, I don't think you're too hot at all. This that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the point where we take a step back from the stuff we're seeing in the news, which is designed to support this one political system and try to figure out what did we put out that caused us to get back this? You know, we put something out karmically because remember, this is karma. We put out something at some point which caused this karma to come back to us. And I am a firm believer in that. And what you said is exactly what I believe, that we need to examine this from all perspectives. But I'd like to hear from Jake, who is a constant presence in rooms devoted to expanding the idea of diversity. This is Francine. And I'm not done speaking, but I'm going to go on mute. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Rebecca with a glass of laughing. So Jake is uh, one of the chief uh, chairpersons of the Coalition of the Whites Whom Are Willing, and stay tuned for what the whites are willing to do. So, uh, And I brought uh, Nabil in here as well, because um, I really was excited to hear uh, his perspectives, uh, considering the, the, the level of stakeholding that he has in that situation. So, um, Jake, are, are you are you with us? Uh, this is Jake with the profile pick up my hand and some writing on it, and I'm I'm with you. I um, the the particular character of my brain, this particular California morning, I probably do better with a direct question um, uh, rather than a broad. What are you thinking? Because um, I'm thinking all kinds of things about the conversation so far. Pick one. Bless you. Contextual complexity. Yeah, perfectly put, Jake. Pick one. This is a very complex discussion. And to be, um, not to be, I don't know, not to be whatever. Uh, It's a discussion for intelligent people. It is not an easy discussion to participate in and not an easy discussion to contribute to. So go for it, Jake. So that's an interesting. Uh, so uh, one of my themes on this app uh, as a white man participating in conversations about um, about social discourse, about race and eradicating and, and answering racism about and in my conversations about anything social justice related. Uh, One of my themes actually is that it is all too easy for white men like myself to participate in these conversations. Um, That in fact, there's a, there's a running theme um, that, that suggests that, Oh, it's, you know, you say the wrong thing and you get canceled and you just get shut down and there's just no room for, um, for people with dissenting views or for, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and, and in point of fact, 
like it's actually as i said it's it's it is all too easy um i think the um i think we collectively as white people or as as some of my jewish friends would prefer i self identify as white adjacent um um but but we all of us who are are who land in one of the the structurally reinforced um normed categories uh like i'm going to wake up tomorrow no matter what i say today and i'm still going to be somebody that the cops are going to look at and see as white um i'm still going to be somebody who uh can no matter what i say today uh i'm going to still be somebody who tomorrow i can put up a profile pic of my face um and know that i am uh more likely to be heard on a stage even if i'm just crudely or roughly misstating um or or restating something that somebody else has already said uh very very clearly and um effectively uh simply because we're all conditioned to hear white or whitish um man or man coded voices more um and that the uh the work of working against that is hard but it's also um it's hard in the sense of difficult it's not actually that it, it is it is not actually that costly um on on i mean i'm like no matter how hard i work at it today i've still got my 40 plus years of experiencing the benefits of all those systems um no matter how you know much i shift what i do today i've still got that legacy of my own personal life some of which uh um some of which i asked for without knowing and some of which i asked for in regret and some of which was thrust on me but i've still got it um so that that's my rambling thoughts and it doesn't directly go to the contextual complexity piece but i'll i'll leave that for somebody else to pick up on runway for for me to come back to it at a later point Thanks. Thank you, Jake. I have the same problem. I'm I'm white and the only difference is that I'm a woman, but I want to I want to hear from Muslim men who are resorting to violence and and find out exactly why. And unfortunately, even though I follow a lot of rooms on Afghanistan, most of them are in Arabic. And I, you know, I'm prevented from understanding them by language. So the closest I can get is rooms about geopolitics. But I am trying so hard to cast yet another lens on this diversity question and see whether we haven't force these people somehow to act the way they're acting. Heyman, you wanted to say something? Yeah, no, if you want, I could actually try to arrange that because I know an expert on uh, who's working in the space. He's Sri Lankan Tamil, just like me, but uh, he's actually one of the foremost experts on ISIS and uh, how the young are uh, sort of uh, joining forces with uh, these causes and so forth. So it'll be interesting to hear from that. And as you know, Canada has had their share of um, individuals who were arrested for um, illegal activities abroad, right? And there was a huge debate in Canada about how do you help them rehabilitate or should we rehabilitate 
And during that process also, there's a lot of individuals who've come forward and have been very open about their experiences and why they joined and so forth. So maybe there is an op- uh, there might be an opportunity for us to get them together for a chat. I would love, I would love to try to do that. Um, but let's hear from, yeah, definitely, Heyman. You're, that's, your, that's your next uh, ferreting out opportunity. <laughs> let's, I don't want to just call people terrorists and move on. I want to find out where the root causes of all of this are. Naima, any good ideas? This is Francine. I'm on mute. I'm actually in the store right now. Please come back to me. Um, I have a lot to say on this subject, and I just want to say that while we're focusing on Afghanistan, it's weird that we're not even talking about Haiti. And going back to the um, diversity, you know, who gives the media coverage? Who gets looked at? Who gets, you know, the spotlight? And then who is still not really given the justice that they're screaming for and have been crying for after two earthquakes, a president assassination, and just total, you know, um, corruption in a country that was the first free African state to fight off colonization? I'm done speaking. Oh, well, Naima, finish your shopping and come back to us. And, uh... Good morning. Okay, so Good morning. Um, Dr. Francine, I'm gonna do a quick uh reset. Um right. So are we are we allowing for hand raising to happen right now, Dr. Francine and Heyman? For more people that join the stage? Yeah, I think with the exception of what happened to Lori. Okay. Lori didn't speak, but she left. Okay. Right. Uh, so she but she, I let her up because she was an old friend of mine. And I, I wanted to see what she had to say, but I guess she didn't have anything to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then Victoria wanted to raise that um, they don't all speak Arabic in Afghanistan. Um, so I'm bringing her up and uh, Lauren and Raul. So I'll just bring all three up. But um, for me, um, I, I co-create um, or in the rooms, I try to be uh, curating as much as possible to have the people that are directly impacted or stakeholders about the, the, the issue that I'm talking about to be in the room. Um, and that's one it. reason I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Black. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to, because Nabil reached out to me, but, and, and then I, I'm just going to say this in the room, like, I can't always read every D. Like, I'm just like, if you can get on stage, just get on stage and say it. I cannot read everyone's, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just saying that for everybody's in the room right now that's, like, sending me all, a bunch of stuff. Like, to me, I'm like, if you can, if you're available, waste it. Because I, I can't, you know, like, I, I, I it's not going to be the same coming from me reading it. If you can't, if you're able to, just, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I come out and put my neck on the line all the time room after room <laughs> thrown into the audience, you know, all kinds of things. I, you know, and I, and I, and I stick with it and I say it. So I would just encourage if, if people really have something to say or if they have an issue, I'm not the one right now. Not because I can't just because I'm, I'm also sending, I have like a few diversity clients for myself that I'm managing. So I'm, I always model, I'm able to use my voice and I'm not like in a shower, I'm just going to say it in the room. Um, so I'm just resetting the room in, in, in that regard as well. So with that, we're blocking for the blacks and done speaking. And everybody, please um, 
model that so that everyone is clear on who is speaking and when we're done so we don't get into any type of interruption and for people of varying abilities are able to follow along with the conversation. So, Lori, um, you're back. Uh, yeah, I wasn't being called on and a lot of the points that I wanted to make were being made by other people. But I just really want to emphasize that we have a tendency to think that a situation begins with the action. And you're right uh, about karma. There's always a root cause in the way that we have treated people, in the way that we have acted. And we need to look for that because I think even though um, I totally agree that what happened in the Capitol was done by terrorists, I also know that for 50 years or most of my lifetime, there's been this attitude that the middle part of our country doesn't matter and we leak jobs and everything there. And that's you know, so there's a root cause on why those people are now angry too. I'm not denigrating or, you know, um, denying everything that we have done to people of color throughout the years. And God knows I'm Jewish and, and a woman. Um, but I think that the problem is, is we never stop and look at the root causes. We just look at the actions and label it and then kind of forget about it. So I totally agree with what you're saying about karma, Francine. Great discussion. I'll shut up now. <laughs> Elijah? Hello. How are you, honey? I'm good. I'm good. I just, I, I came late, so I'm not uh, uh, eager to jump in. Um, I'm not sure okay. where we are in conversation. Oh, okay. Hang on for a while. Victoria, how about you? Hey, so I, <clears throat> I uh, got a link to the room. Um, it seems like an interesting topic, but I feel like I'm not sure. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not sure. Um, I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of unknowns for, for me here. So I was just waiting for a room reset. I had particular thoughts but but I don't know what the larger um what the larger framing is how it connects necessarily to um diversity as I understand it so I was just waiting for that the... I'll reset it I'll do it since I did it oh, in the first place um, sorry I'll reset it for you Victoria so, it's my bad so I was just going to say because um, with regards to the fact that you know that Arabic is spoken as a sort of minority language there it's uh, predominantly sort of uh, Dari and, and that is itself not uncontroversial but um, there's also just been a lot of rooms led by uh, Afghanistan people uh, Afghan people um, on Clubhouse across all times talking about the topic and so I don't know to what extent that you know is a useful thing to add to the topic if it sounded like there was conversation about the fact that we weren't necessarily able to get a sense of what what the unfolding stories are but um again yeah i, I don't know what i don't know so um i didn't necessarily i mean i'm actually eating my dinner so I, I may just listen um and then yeah okay here's what i was trying to do 
And clearly I've failed because people are very unclear about it. But I am trying to look at diversity, equity, and inclusion through a karmic lens, which means are we do we we get back what we put out? And I don't want it to be a totally American-centric room, although America certainly is getting back some of the stuff it's put out during its its uh, not too long history. But I was trying to say that we are very quick to condemn other people who we don't know and whose motives we don't know as terrorists, while as we're black up for the blacks has pointed, oh no, Denise has pointed out, um, if they were white, they would be, uh, they would be considered mental health problems. And that raises the question for me, a very large philosophical question of, you know, what exactly is terrorism and when do people use it and why do they use it? And and there is always some kind of root cause. So I I was just trying to expand the way that we look at diversity because I don't want people thinking diversity is just, oh, now we have a few black people in our lives or diversity is now, oh, we have a woman on the board. It's it is a a real inclusive lens through which we have to look at others in the world who are the not us, let's just call them the not us, and not assign that a value, especially an automatically negative value. And um, okay, Naima, are you uh, ready to speak now? No, I guess not. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm here, but I'm not ready yet. Give me about 10 more minutes, please, and thank you. And that's thinking. Let's go to Raul. Raul, do you have an opinion on this? Hello, can you uh, hear me okay? Sure. Hi, yeah, thanks. That's a, that's a pretty heavy uh, lift of a conversation. Um, I... Uh, Understanding the scope of the conversation, I okay. Now you've gone into the matrix. Bummer. I wanted to hear what you had to say. I have a few points, um, but then I'll then I have to go. Um, if it's not okay for me to speak, I understand, and I couldn't. Oh no! Please speak. Pl please speak. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I, I apologize in advance. I suspect my delivery might be a little flat. I'm just uh, a little stressed in my ILR life right now. So please nobody take um, this remotely personally. Um, but I would say, um, I, I, I think from what I hear from um, Dr. Francine, the intention is, is, is clearly very um, moral and good. And I think that is valuable. I think that the, and I say this with a strong caveat, I'm, I'm not an expert on Afghanistan. I'm not even Rebecca, the, um, is your, Victoria, the one yeah. word that you said that probably would make everything else that you're about to say clear, couldn't hear it because it, the phone just tapped out. 
right at that moment. Um, so I, I would say, say that statement again. And then I would also preface with the intention of the room initially was about, again, co-creating safe spaces on Clubhouse, um, diversity and karma. And we were, it was supposed to be really more about uh, differently able-bodied people being able to utilize the app. And we were supposed to have Thomas um, come on to, to speak on, speak on that. Uh, but I think the, the room, I think Dr. Francine shifted uh, to the well, Thomas because Thomas wasn't here and they were right. breaking news. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I was going to say, that it's the breaking news of what is happening and the way that the news is reporting it um, and, and the way that we in America synthesize the term terrorist uh, that Dr. Francine um, wanted to explore, you know, again, in terms of, I guess, diversity of views, diversity of, of, of uh, understanding something in a more complex way than bad people, bad people. Um, that's why we're here to the degree that we are in the room now. So with that, really eager to hear from you, um, Victoria of the Black for the Blacks is done speaking. I, I appreciate that, um, especially given what the original intention of the room was. I think that, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that significantly. So thank you for that clarification. Um, so I think, you know, I, I will just speak to to what I've heard with regards to Afghanistan. And as I say, I'm not an expert. Um, there are, and it's, and it's certainly worth looking out for, there are on Clubhouse, I found this incredibly um, accessible, more so than even, um, you know, the news in general, a whole number of um, rooms that are being run, um, time zones, either American or across the spectrum of, you know, various coasts, closer to Americans certainly than, than uh where I am, but in English, um, speaking a lot about this, I think we want to be, uh, we want to recognize the nuance of the fact that, and in a way this, this also comes, I think, from the uh, limitations of the Western lens, right? Because diversity as a framing, and I appreciate the, the clarity of the clarity of or the clarification of diversity of views, but that as as a framing has much more utility in this kind of conversation when one is looking at it from a Western lens, because, you know, the way in which the situation in, in, in Afghanistan, to the extent that I even feel, you know, like I should really be speaking on this, it's not a case of, I mean, to a degree, everybody there could be, you know, who was one that could, could well be classed as brown in certain circumstances, right? So it's not a case of, brown people we think are terrorists that, that that that's very much relative to living in the west with white supremacy as a dominant power in the country you know in afghanistan there's you know it, it is clear to uh many i will say Af afghan people that the taliban are terrorists isis k terrorists and um, the taliban want to you know create a government in, in this particular version of the Taliban has um, seems to be more focused on power. It looked for a moment. I'm not sure as of today, but in you know last week certainly that there has been a move towards some kind of diplomacy at the end of the day, or at least paying attention to the what what the world is saying about them because they want to form a government. At the end of the day, you know they are still you know, there is a reason that people are you know fleeing and trying to flee en masse because they do not want to be governed by. The Taliban. At the same time, there is a lot of um, distrust of what you know. 
of what's happened in the hold on i'm getting i'm, I'm I'm getting the. I'm 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 not sure that uh, I I lost my train. That the, the the point is that it's that we're the thinking here would require preferably. I mean, I th- I I think if you had an original plan for the room, it may well have it. It might have better been that, and I don't think the the narratives of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the way that we're thinking about it uh, map so easily onto um, what's going on in the region from the lens that is being talked about right now in this room. So there are other conversations that can be had about the people who are trying to flee, who maybe are of, you know, multiple uh, citizenships. And say, for example, in the UK, they are prioritising the people who essentially are white, who have only, in you know, British passports and letting them out of the country and not extending the same grace to people who have dual citizenship. And that is certainly a conversation for a framework about diversity, equity and inclusion as it pertains to how the West is using its power in this global crisis that essentially it created to evacuate people that it seems to think better fit its narrative of, you know, being worthy of life, essentially, and being worthy of, you know, getting to live in the West. But I think that um, further nuances into the extent to which we can map our narratives of terrorism onto the narratives of terrorism for Afghani people in Afghanistan is um, a conversation that 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 I personally don't feel equipped to to discuss. There, there may be, I think, perhaps one person, perhaps on the, on on the stage, and being DM so potentially who who is. And and as I say, you know, I've, I've glanced at my, at my DM not properly, so I'm not trying to under undersell someone's credentials. Um, and there probably are people in the audience. I I feel uncomfortable even speaking to this. Really, to the extent that I'm speaking to it, it it's to suggest that we don't. And or at least to reorient it to the frameworks where we can look at it through specifically that narrative of um, diversity, equity and inclusion and just um, say that our that the framing of terrorism here, we are without um, Afghanistan, you know, people from Afghanistan in, on the stage. You know, Mariam Wardek, for example, is a really great example of someone who is an expert on this. She uh, runs her Afghanistan. She's based in Afghanistan. She actually comes, she spends a lot of her life in the West. She's talking very nuanced uh, terms about the way in which uh, the people who are there on the ground have to navigate the situation with the Taliban. Like these are the kinds of people we want to be bringing in, or, or simply just listening to the rooms that they are running. There's a, an abundance, um, but I think that that that's the extent to which I would I, I, I would bring it in. I'm going to uh, go and eat my dinner. Thanks for having me on the stage. As I say, I, I, I appreciate what the intent was and the obvious accommodation of a prior room plan being sort of appended, perhaps. Um, by a delay so um yeah all of, all of that is said with the with the best of intentions i'm aware the delivery maybe is a bit terse that is not my intention certainly not towards uh Blacker and human as i call your dm so um yeah thanks for having me no thank you very much this is lauren speaking pronouns they them theirs i just want to reiterate a point that for black for the blacks has been making for a while um this is a room about uh, diversity and inclusion. So I really just want to reemphasize that um, not every single person that is in this room, like, I don't know, like there might be some people who um, are low or no vision people. So um, they might be reading from a transcript or sorry. Uh, yeah. Like, listen, um, sorry. The other one around de- uh, people who are deaf uh, might be uh, or hard of hearing might be reading from a transcript or um, 
uh, people who are lower no vision might not know who's speaking. So it's like super important. It's like we're gonna do some big talk about diversity and inclusion uh, to actually be mindful of people with different varying needs. So um, yeah, this is Lauren and I'm been speaking. Please say your name, uh, like, like say hello, this is XYZ. And then when you're done speaking, this is whatever, and I'm done speaking. So that people with screen readers um, can also be a part of this conversation and that they're not excluded from it. So yeah, I'm done speaking, this is Lauren. This is Francine. I'm going to shut the room down in about three minutes here. Uh, Thomas has joined us again. He was supposed to be our guest this week and he has tried valiantly to join us, but he's been on his phone the whole time. And that's certainly not his fault. Um, and it's it's been an interesting discussion for me. I've learned a lot. Uh, Raul, would you like to try and, and uh, contribute? This is Francine and I'm done speaking. Uh, hi, this is Raul. Um, did I get cut off earlier? I think I was talking for about 20 minutes and I got cut off. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you, you did. Well, no, your, your, um, your technology went out. We couldn't hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, the, the question that you proposed, the, the question that you proposed was, um, really, uh, specific. And I think the Oh no. Raul, are you back? I think I'm back. Can you guys hear me now? I'm really sorry for the connection. Is this better? It's okay. Yeah. Keep talking. Okay. Ten seconds. Thirty seconds. So I'm in a I'm in a company for about two hundred people and I'm in a D I'm in a um on a DEI team for about twenty people or so. And these exact conversations that you're having, we try to do weekly seminars, bring in weekly speakers, um, do workshops, and we try to educate our employees on on everything. And, and inclusive and so i just wanted to say thank you for for allowing me on stage to listen because i'm really trying to take uh join all of these different types of rooms that that you do even in the karma club to, to bring back to my company and try to um bring back strategies of how we can get um people involved to 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 come to these workshops and i think it's very difficult to um get people who are not interested or feel like they shouldn't be interested in these types of questions and, and issues to actually come to these types of events when these are people in my everyday life i talk to my colleagues more than i talk to my mother more than i talk to my friends because i work with them every day and they could they can believe in something that i completely don't believe in and um if we were to join similar rooms like this together or have conversations like this together or break out in rooms like this together and have these discussions I think um, it would create a great work environment. So I just, I just, um, you know, I vote and I vouch for for everyone to, to you know, if you do work in a, in a big company and, and you're not on a DEI team or you don't have a DEI team, I highly recommend that you formulate one with your people team and and, and have these types of discussions. Um, so I thank you again for for letting me on stage and just and just um, sharing that that information. Um, this is Raul, and I'm, I'm done speaking. Thank you. And this is Francine, and I'm going to shut the room down. I want to tell you that if you don't have an ID before I shut it down, 
I'm going to do what's known as a coin drop, which means, I mean, there's so much crap happening. I want to, I want to create some goodness to the extent that I can. So I'm going to do a coin drop, which is a, a um, an activity by which I give everybody who is in the room today a free coin, a free karma coin um, to either collect or carry around or pass on to somebody or whatever, just to, as a reminder of good intentions. And in order to do that, I need you to sign up at rally.io and get a rally ID and let me know uh, what that rally ID is through any back channel that you feel comfortable using, uh, Twitter, Insta, um, Clubhouse back channel, and I will send you in return uh, a karma, a free karma coin. And we're going to try and create a more forgiving, inclusive, diverse world. Um, just through our own activities. And, and I, I hope you will be on board to try to do that. And next week, I promise I'm going to ping Thomas into the room again and ask him, because I've been in a lot of his rooms this week, and they have been absolutely wonderful. I'm going to try not to get diverted by current events. So thank you for showing up. I love you all. And um, I'm hoping that next week we have another good discussion with people who are open to discovery. Love you, Miss Francine. Yes. Uh, and thank you all so much for, for coming and for wading through um, the various issues that, you know, continue to plague our our society and our humanities and also our hearts. Uh, but in the notion of expanding our minds, um, we can seek new possibilities that are more peaceful and loving and inclusive. Um, so, you know, not everything is perfect, right? <laughs> you know, do it anyway, right? So figuring out ways to cause less harm and cause more love and joy to be in our hearts. Thank you all so much for coming and we'll do this again. Thank you so much, Heyman, and literally everyone for coming to this room. Um, yeah, our DMs are open and uh, we'll do another room. Dr. Francine, this is going to be every Thursday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard, correct? Yes, correct, because I we've got to make a dent in these issues, which means we have to open up more people. So thanks again, everybody. Expect your karma coin if you give me your rally address. Thank you all. Thank you, Rebecca Footlocks. Oh, and, and last... Heyman, I, I always thank you offline, but I think today I'll thank you online. Thank you. Oh, You're anytime. such a great partner in this with me. And Rebecca, you too. Have a good day, folks. So that's uh, the end of that. I'll edit that out. Interesting times ahead um so charlie i'll, I'll uh, figure out what to um I think there's been some issues with the editing part uh, i'm not sure whether you're listening in but i'll message ryan to solve that out 
this show has had no problems, but the other shows, I think the length might be the issue. Closing up. <laughs>